Hello all and welcome to the third episode of Juan's segment on the TFHP podcast. So let's start with a Corona vaccine update. Uh, the Pfizer-Moderna vaccine was used uh, for the first time uh, Tuesday uh, in the UK, which is um, it's great news. It's incredibly good news, and there will be uh, hearing from the CEO of Pfizer, uh, Albert Borla, along with the FDA uh, today, which is what is December 9th today, uh, during the time of this recording. Well, it's, yeah, it's quite late, <laughs> so. By the time this comes out, it's probably going to be a few days from now. Um, I want to point out that there's a difference on how uh, the same vaccine, the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, was a- approved for the U.S. versus the U.K. So first of all, uh, in the U.K., the vaccine was approved in a manner, it's called a uh, rolling submission. So, so what Pfizer does is every time they get new data from their trials, uh, they feed it into... Uh, the approval, so uh, regulate regulatory body, which is called the uh, Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency, regulatory agency of the UK, and they just keep on feeding them data until they f- until uh, they feel like the vaccine's good, uh, and then they approve the vaccine. So it's um, it's almost like in chemistry where you, in a titration where you keep on dripping drops. Of uh, uh, your solution until it changes color, or at least that's what I remember. And the inf- and in this case, the information's uh, is like the little drops being dropped every set every uh, once in a while, like in the titration. Um. So, according to NBC News, at uh, 6:31 a.m. on Tuesday, which was uh, the 7th of December uh, of 2020. Uh, 334 days after the first reported COVID-19 death in China, Margaret Keenan, uh, who's 90 years old, became the first person in the world to receive a clinically approved vaccine. Um, there actually has been um, various vaccines that are kind of uh, kept in secret, apparently, uh, by the uh, Chinese government and the uh, R- Russian governments, which... The Chinese government developed one which it used on its military, while uh, the Russian vaccine, I, I believe the name is Sputnik V, um, they also developed it, but there hasn't been any sort of like of confirmation, and a lot of people doubt its, its, uh, its effectiveness because of how fast it was built, or how fast it was made. So it... Cannot, it isn't confirmed that it works, but uh, I'm going to assume that if uh, those two countries, uh, China and Russia, if they're going to use this, their vaccines on their population, it, there should be some evidence So uh, if they're ever going to release that. So uh, let, let's go back to the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. So this is a historical moment uh, because it's uh, the first well, approved COVID vaccine other than the Sputnik V and the one used by the Chinese government, but it's like approved by a regulatory body from the UK, which is called the Medicines and Healthcare Products uh, Regulatory Agency. Um, and it is being put to use for the first time. So, what, almost about, about, about a year since uh, the COVID-19 was uh, discovered 
uh, we have a vaccine, which is like fast. This is like historical speed. Usually vaccines, they don't, they, they'll take years, right? They'll take up to a decade and sometimes more to complete. So this is an incredible science. This is the guys at Pfizer, they're developing at an incredible speed, like props to them. But the, the way the U.S. will approve this vaccine is a little different. Uh, the way the U.S. will approve this vaccine is uh, through the FDA, and instead of giving the data to the FDA one piece at a time, uh, it's actually just given all at once. So the FDA is supposed to have a hearing with uh, uh, Pfizer today, which is uh, December 9th, and Pfizer is filing for uh, emergency use authorization. And I, I believe that there's a good shot that this vaccine will be approved by the FDA and people will start getting the vaccine immediately right after it's approved. There, there's a good shot because if, if it's been approved in the UK and it, and it has an, a 95% efficacy rate, which is far greater than the 50% uh, efficacy rate that uh, the FDA said that they wanted the vaccine to be, I think it's going to pass. It's going to pass with flying colors. Uh, however, there are reports of people getting sick and some report, reported allergic reactions and some adverse side effects uh, to this vaccine. Um, for example, according to the Wall Street Journal, 63% of trial subjects reported fatigue, 55% reported headaches, 32% reported chills, and 24% reported joint pain, and 14% reported fever of the trial uh, participants. Um, but, I mean, this is all relatively uh, minor stuff. Uh, it's far better than catching the actual thing and either suffering badly from it or transmitting it to someone else who might uh, not fare so well fighting this virus with their own immune system. So, please take the vaccine. I mean, I mean, it's. I don't think this is that controversial. It's. It's almost by now common sense. Um, unless there's some reason like legitimate reason you can't please do um keep, also keep in mind that vaccines usually do have some sort of side effect when taken so uh please don't let side effects uh discourage you from taking the vaccine i mean it it's a, it's nothing uh permanent and it's in it's, it's a small price to pay for uh the, the the side effects are a small price to pay for immunity to this virus um, I just wanted to add that Pfizer has revised its number of doses available for uh, 2020 down from 50 million to 100 million. Uh, they said they're facing some difficulties with their supply chain, and uh, it's not moving along as fast as they'd like. Um, so that's that's kind of unfortunate, but at least the end of the year is approaching, so hopefully they can get their vaccines out uh, by 2021. I mean, they definitely will, but hopefully they can, can get more and more and reach their 1.3 billion uh, doses expectation. The U.S. government is uh, is harnessing the full power of uh, different U.S. industries to distribute this vaccine. So, for example, Pfizer has developed a storage container uh, for this vaccine, which is said it needs to be stored at negative 90-some degrees Fahrenheit, which is about negative 70 some degrees Celsius right uh, and the and Pfizer has been participating in 
uh, the supply chain distribution along with the United Parcel Service, FedEx, which are shipping uh, the vaccines to various places around the U.S. and around the world, and United Airlines, which whose uh, planes have been quite empty for the past few months, uh, are finally flying again. Well, I mean, they were flying, but at a reduced capacity, and now they're flying, instead of people, they're flying uh, vaccines. And... And they have signed, and all these companies they have signed contracts with the U.S. government to distribute the COVID nineteen vaccine. So it looks like a, we're working together, right? Um, it, it it's a it's not a great time, but at, 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 we're gonna get through this, right? It might take another few months, up to a year, but we're gonna get through this. Uh, people are estimating that everybody will be vaccinated during the uh, coming year of twenty twenty one, right? And but um. Uh, giving 600 million doses to 300 million people in the US uh, it's it's a it's an incredible logistical nightmare uh, to say the least uh, but here we have the uh, vaccine uh, which is incredible developed barely a year since the uh, coronavirus locked us all down well I mean it didn't we didn't lock down until a few months after we discovered this virus but it it's been almost a year since this virus was uh, uh, discovered. Uh, this is a just an incredible feat of science. Uh, the way the vaccine works is unlike any other, as mentioned in the previous episodes. Uh, it utilizes mRNA instead of the regular uh, type of vaccine, which uses a dead or decapacitated viruses. And uh, let's... I, I think I covered enough of COVID. Let's move on to the next thing. Uh, first of all, let's check if, yep, yeah, yeah, so negative 94 degrees Fahrenheit is negative 70 degrees Celsius, which, which is cold, right? So this, yeah, this is about the temperature of dry ice, and it has to be stored in incredibly cold temperatures. Mm, let's move on to our next topic, which is online school. Uh, I'm going to give a little more about my own opinion. Online school isn't that bad. I mean, of course, in in-person classes uh, have their own benefits. Namely, you can see all your friends, you can see all your teachers. There's more human-to-human interaction. Well, I mean, that's a double-edged sword. Uh, but there's more flexibility in how the teachers teach, and there's more uh, class time overall. And I've found that uh, online school, it it's it might be a little worse than. Uh, regular regular in-person school, but there are benefits and there are drawbacks, and I enjoy all the benefit as much as I dislike the drawbacks. Uh, so, so I enjoy online school uh, as it is right now, uh, almost, probably just as much as in-person school. So, I mean, first of all, that's not saying a lot because, uh, well, in-person school... I wasn't the biggest fan. I, I mean, I know it's necessary, right? I, I gotta get my education somehow, but not the biggest fan of it. And, um, first of all, there's sleep. I, I enjoy the extra sleep I get, because even though I have a pure day, I still get an, an extra hour of sleep compared to regular school. Well, an extra hour before class, which I've enjoyed. Uh, I've also noticed that the workload has decreased slightly, at least like a little bit, 
from what I've heard from rumors from last year, uh, I found that there's uh, more time. It, it just overall, be a school, school. There's less time in school. School is only like four hours, while I can spend the rest of the time doing whatever I want. Instead of regular in-person school, which lasts from uh, if you have an A period, like seven forty-eight to two forty-ish, which is. I can do math. Oh, that's that's around seven hours compared to now. It's four, so that's an extra three extra hours to do homework, to do to pursue hobbies, to uh, watch entertainment, right? To entertain yourself, to do whatever you please, to do sports, right? And all and all extracurriculars, all this good stuff. It it also uh, feels like. Uh, I can save time just on commute on the commute to school because my commute to school right now is I get up from my bed and I open the computer and if I'm feeling just extra fancy that day I might go eat breakfast and then go back to the computer so that's that's like oh, at most 30 feet of moving which is which is a relatively little compared to uh, commuting commuting to school where I have to walk or uh, bike or uh, get a ride for which can which is significantly more than thirty feet of commuting, so that that's quite nice. Um, online classes, there aren't like the actual physical class. Well, not the physical; they're virtual classes themselves. Uh, aren't aren't the worst too. I feel that having just a, having to sit in your own room is a, just a little more comfortable than sitting with other people on in, in like one of those school desks. Um it, it and also having the internet with you just at all times is is a pretty helpful. For example, like when you take tests, um I mean the 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 use of tests has been completely changed like the concept of testing doesn't exactly exist like the way it used to anymore because there's no way to prevent cheating so whenever I forget a formula on a test I can just go on the internet and search it up uh, not I mean I don't, I'm not gonna admit to ever doing that but uh, that's like definitely a thing that you can do um, you can also use the internet to search up things during class uh, you can use the internet to uh, do things that you're not supposed to do during class uh, like oh it's just overall I feel like even though it sometimes like makes class less effective or it defeats the purpose of tests um, it, it does make uh, online school more convenient because everything's online and is all in one place instead of at school where the information usually is given in textbooks or the, or the teacher lecturing and you have to take notes on paper which is a bit of a hassle sometimes so I know I'm probably idealizing the scenario because some of you are I mean, I most definitely am, but some, I mean, I guess some of you guys have uh, family problems and it sucks to be with your family while at school. Uh, I mean, it's not true for everybody, including me, but for some of you, there there might be, right? Um, but it's my podcast and uh, 
it's my opinion so i think school online school isn't that bad and it's it's new right it's the alternative method for teaching but for every downside there's an additional upside uh i i mean it's not like i'd remember uh in in person school all that well right i can only uh, re- reminisce about being in a building with hundreds of other people passing by each other in the hallway it's like ah you know the good old days Let's see uh, hopefully we can rever- revert back to the good old days and whatever back to normal or getting back to the new normal uh that's going to occur in the coming months hopefully by the end of next year or sometime before the end of next year uh sooner the, the sooner the better hopefully um and i think that's it for today i've run out of content to talk about and thanks for listening to john's segment on the t of hp and be well this episode of the t of hp is brought to you by coach's choice coach's choice usa slash select is a basketball training group that runs camps clinics and tournaments throughout the east coast as well as manage pro athletes for more information call tom sclafani at 732-501-4155 or go to their website at coacheschoiceselect.com.